0: again, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the Women in Pop podcast. I am Jet Taliesel, and it is absolutely brilliant to be with you again. Before we get started, though, a reminder that the latest issue of Women in Pop magazine is on sale right now with Whitney Houston on the cover. Across 10 pages, we look back over Whitney's incredible career and to celebrate her magnificent voice, music and impact. We also have interviews with Toblo, Sampa the Great, Fletcher, Vera Blue, Isabella Menfredi, and more. Plus, we celebrate the life of the incomparable Olivia Newton John. You can buy your copy now at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe or at a news agency near you. Now, our guest today is really one of our absolutely favorite artists. Uh, She released her first solo single in 2020, the absolutely incredible Don't Tell Me, and since then she has steadily become one of the hottest young talents in the Australian music scene. She excels at 80s drenched pop indie guitar and heartbreaking ballads, and her music is just absolutely incredible. Today, she releases her second EP, Jupiter and Mars, and she is here to tell us all about it. It is, of course, the amazing Carla Weeby. Carla, hello and welcome back to Women in Pop. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. Dude, it's always such a pleasure. And I mean it like Likewise. your music and everything you do, it just fills us with such homegrown pop pride and oh. hope. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. that's really sweet. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Though, oh, thank it's, you. It's absolutely incredible, and we're so excited for this EP, Jupiter and Mars. Shit, <laughs> what a beast! Talk to me about it.
1: Well, I mean, it's called Jupiter and Mars, and there's five songs on there. Um, two of which uh are new and haven't been released. Um, and then the others have been released already. And you know, it's a combination of songs that date back from, you know, like five years ago until just a couple of you know, couple of months ago. So they were written over a, a a fairly long um period of time. But yeah, these are the the five songs that, you know, felt like they deserved a place on the EP and I'm just very excited
0: to share it with everyone. They so deserve a place on the EP and I want to play Jupiter and Bars now, title track tears me apart beautiful but i'm so glad we talked about years ago because i remember being at your um skate park concert years ago when yes. we got rained out and suddenly it was an acoustic yes. set and yeah. this got a little bit of a play and i remember everyone went oh, what is that what yeah. is that so it's so exciting when i saw the album title i was like here yeah. we go yeah um, that, was,
1: that was probably um the first time i played that song yeah oh that That's was the first so. i
0: ever played it yeah there's the honor. You you got to hear it first. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And tell me the song. I mean, you said that it had. You know, it's been coming. These songs have been coming for five years. What was it about this track that you were like, okay, this is the title?
1: Well, I just feel like it. It just. I don't know. It felt right because it was a song that um you know. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever written, and. Um, I love space so it, that's no surprise you know <laughs> and yeah it just felt like because of you know how much I love that song and and what it meant to me I felt like it had earned its its
0: you know right to be called that. Absolutely and it's just like this I mean again this EP you've got five songs but it's still also absolutely eclectic. Um, you'd also feature a new track, Addicted to self deprecation and I'm getting huge kind of nineties pop punk energy here as well. Yeah. Um <laughs> I just actually I want to play a little sample of that. So this is addicted to self-deprecation.
2: Struggle a lot with fear, and no one will ever understand me that i never to anyone else, because the way that my brain works, I probably need
0: And then despite that, we still go, like, it still feels like it's all in line with the EP as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about, uh, I guess, the themes you were working with. Um, yeah, so uh,
1: do you mean like in the EP or with that Yeah, song? on the EP. Um, well, it's it's a combination of, I guess, there's some love in there or like heartbreak. And then, you know, self addicted to self deprecation kind of explores more of a personal, uh, personal kind of reflection, I guess, it doesn't really have to do with like another person or any other people. So that was more me focused. And I guess introvert is very myself focused as well. um, Or how you know, I kind of fit into, you know, my friend circles or stuff like that. Um, And then, you know, night to five is about the, the struggle with, you know, a relationship that means a lot to you. No, it's, it's not necessarily love-related. It could just be, you know, family, friends. um It's just about, you know, putting someone else before yourself, which is not always an easy thing to do um, consistently. And then, yeah, so I think Jupiter and Mars and Is Forever Off the Table are the only kind of, I guess, love-themed um themed songs on the EP. So, yeah, I, I wanted to explore – you know, just a variety of different things that you know people could relate to.
0: Because you had that same, obviously very different songs, but you had that same top and tailing, which I loved about half past nine, where yeah, it was it was moments of stepping outside yourself, but then also those moments of looking in with this very yes. honest study of both insecurities but also the things that you're like you know what I kind of kick ass as well (laughs) which I think is beautiful (laughs)
1: yeah and I think it's always important to have that like looking in as well because I feel like you know if we neglect that then we we struggle in outside areas of our life so I always place an importance on you know the the kind of self-reflection or self-awareness side of you know things
0: I think that's beautiful and and I think that's Possibly, apart from like your like exceptionally kick-ass pipes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Your, the way you approach those songs of introspection and even when, you know, like you say, addicted to self-deprecation, yeah. um, even when they can be a little bit like, oh God, I fucked up. Oh God. Yeah. It comes from a place of self-love, which mm-hmm. I don't think we're used to hearing in music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been a a a very big learning curve for me. I didn't always kind of come from that place, but I've just you know learned to be and like I am very critical of myself. But I you know I try where I can to be more gentle with myself and see things from you know um, a less critical place, I guess, when it comes to myself. Um, because I find myself being kinder to other people than myself, and it doesn't really make sense when you think about it. So yeah, I guess it's trying to explore, you know, what I consider like my flaws, but not in a you know very negative way. Just kind of more of a observe observing way, and just noticing you know certain patterns that I have or certain behaviors or you know stuff like that
0: certain spirals that you go on to yeah
1: yeah we all have bad things oh my god
0: I always think about them like (laughs) those thoughts you have just as you're about to fall asleep and you're not quite asleep and then suddenly you go oh my god what did you do and it's the (laughs) worst thing yeah
1: yeah and then instant regret comes and then (laughs) and
0: then (laughs) then you're you're
1: awake three hours yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) and have you always um turned to music has that always been a um a cathartic a cathartic way to to process i guess not just singing but songwriting in general
1: Well, i mean yeah like yes and no um i i didn't start writing music you know early on in life it was kind of more like the end of high school and probably just after that so it wasn't really a form of you know um helping me process back then but i mean now now it is definitely but i go through phases with writing um i can't always write if I'm feeling something in the moment, sometimes I have to sit with it. And then when I'm not feeling that strong feeling anymore, then I find it easier to write about. But dealing with things in the moment, I'm more tend to like sport and stuff like that. I feel like that's an easier avenue for me to process and deal with things. But music is definitely healing, just not in the moment for me.
0: It, what that's where that beautiful self reflection comes in because you come out yeah, from a calmed so. place. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't think I've ever written a song where I've been like, you know, tears coming out of my eyes and like trying to write and, you know, get down my thoughts and feelings. It just, I just, I can't, I can't do that for some reason. I know a lot of people that can and, you know, some really beautiful songs come out of it, but I, I kind of need to come back and, and draw from those feelings. I can still feel them later on, but I, yeah I can't when when I'm in the moment
0: spiraling and possibly also there's that um that self preservation we also have in you like do I really need these words out of my head exactly (laughs) or do I want these words sung back at me (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) this is the thing um we've also got which is so great the most recent single let's talk a little bit about night to e5 um Mm -hmm. and you did mention about putting someone someone else's needs before your own this song's got some beautiful metaphors in it as well but i really love the melody you've got this i'm just going to play it now in case anyone's not heard it so this is night to e5 Gorgeous. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about this track because it's like yeah, it's just beautiful and I, I will ruin it if I try and pull it apart.
2: <laughs> well,
1: it's yeah, I mean it's a song that I wrote with a couple of my best friends, like most of my songs, and it it wasn't something that I went into the studio thinking that I wanted to write about. We were just, you know, hanging out in the studio like coming up with some chords and melodies and whatever else. And then there were a couple of calls that felt felt really good. And so we stuck with them. And then the the concept of night to e5 like I was trying to think what's well, something a little bit abstract that you know we can write about um that's, you know, I haven't done before. And then that the, the the title Night to E5 just came to me. And then um I was like, yeah, that's from Harry Potter. And then, you know, I I thought about what what actually happens in that scene, you know, the the last wizard's chess scene, um and how, you know, Ron sacrifices his night to, you know, let Harry go on and, and continue and be successful in his, you know, little mission. And I related to that in the sense that I felt like, you know, I I do that a lot and I put other people's happiness um over my own. So that they I, I like I wanna do everything that I can to make sure that someone else doesn't feel you know, sad or lonely or, you know, upset or hurt. And so I I tend to neglect my own emotions sometimes. And so, um, yeah, I thought it was a really cool concept and they, they loved it. And so we kind of explored that. And to be honest, I don't remember like exact details of that session. It's a little bit of a blur. I'm not sure why. I think we just kind of got lost in this thing and then the song was written fairly easily and so, yeah, that's how that was born, and the the music, I wanted it to be very kind of uh, I guess dramatic, but just you know I, the the strings for me bring out like a certain level of um emotion that you know not many other instruments can, so I you know there were certain choices of instruments that I felt complemented what we were trying to get across with the song
0: absolutely, and I think it's so nice to hear it paired with your um your very distinct voice. Again, I mean, as soon as we heard it's forever off the table, we were like, "Oh, this is like platform glitter shoe." <laughs> this isn't what we've heard from Carla before. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then we we bring yeah. it back back. Then Jupiter Mars again. It's very simple. Yeah. So you you're. I feel like with this EP, of course, half past nine was just this beautiful synth soaked nostalgia. Yeah. But this one I feel like you're yeah, you're definitely toying with the melody and the instruments and yeah. the composition a bit more. Where has that come from just I guess growth and confidence in your own voice?
1: Yeah, I, I I think so. And like I I've always viewed music as having, you know, no real like rules to how you create it. And so I think I was just playing around a little bit more with you know, like a little bit outside the lines that I was restricting myself to before. um, And so I was able to, you know, experiment with things and, and explore different parts of music creation that I hadn't before. And it kind of just opened me up to, you know, different things. And I drew inspiration from, you know, everything rather than just certain things. And I think that helped with, yeah, making the EP. And just, I, I had I had more fun with it as well. Because I wasn't placing as many restrictions on myself as I did before.
0: I was gonna say, because with um with half past nine, yeah. you'd already come out the gate and people knew you and they were just associating. She's an 80s collector, A- everything is synth, yeah. everything's yeah. retro, synth pop, and that's all we could hear. Yeah. And so, and that was incredible because that gained such traction. But I imagine that was you would, you know, then going, Oh, I guess that's what I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I didn't want to be boxed into that eighties. You know, since what I loved it and it served its purpose when I did it. Um, and you know, like I could still explore elements of that, but um, I didn't want to just yeah be boxed into that.
0: Absolutely, and how like what the, you can understand how it can happen to people as well though because something yeah. can be so successful and then going oh is it. Not just you know that you can do something else, but like, oh, will it work if I try something yeah. else? So you must yeah. also, I mean, you always talk about your team, but you must just have such an incredible team as well behind you that's continuing sure. to to push that open. Um, and I guess you're, you're also listening to other styles of music all the time as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't listen to that much music, to, to be quite honest. Um, uh, it's something that I I get made fun of a lot for. I'm not made fun of, but they're like, how do you not listen to music? I'm like, I just I don't know. Like I I when I listen to music it's because I've chosen to listen to a certain song. You know, it's not I don't have music in the background. I don't listen to music when I'm driving. Um, you know, it's it's very um yeah like on purpose when I listen to music. And I'm not sure why that is, but uh when I do listen to music, it's usually the same stuff that I always listen to or something that's familiar, unless it's an you know, very rarely is there a new song that I just love and I just listen to, but sometimes that happens. And then I just listen to that until I get sick of it and then I move on.
0: That's amazing. Is that like, do you think it's just a way you can't help but pull apart a song from a creative level, even someone else's, because your brain just suddenly starts going, oh, there's that. Like, it feels like work something. It's almost. just overwhelming. Like, you yeah. know, when you
1: you're listening to music and then new songs get suggested. I can't, I can't like for some reason my brain can't process or take that in it it becomes very um almost irritating if if that makes any kind of sense yeah. you know i don't i don't and i don't i don't love when you know like friends send me new music, oh listen to this song you'll love it like i just can't i can't do that you know <laughs> i don't know what it is it's it's a little bit of a weird weird one but it's just yeah it's just how i've always been
0: but that always comes with the pressure as well um when <laughs> <laughs> the pressure <laughs> of someone handing you something you suddenly yeah. it's like the responsibility like oh like what if I don't I'm so it? honest though I'm so honest I was, it's just not my
1: like I, I say you you will rarely send me a song that I will like and I, I've, I've told my friends that like don't be offended I just have a very specific taste in music that even if you think I will like it I probably won't like it and there have been very few songs that I've actually liked that people have sent me
0: Okay, so tell me now, because everyone's going to be really interested, what are some of yeah. those songs that you've listened to on repeat and you go, yes, this is a great song? Um,
1: Like the ones that I've been sent? Yeah. Um, There's one recently called 5G by Breakins. I don't know if you've heard it. It's not my regular style of music. It's kind of – it's hyperpop. Oh, uh, like hyperpop, like – Grungy. I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, that's a song that I listened to many times. It's it's certain melodies that like my brain gets hooked on, and then I'll just yeah listen to it on repeat.
0: But isn't that great as well? Like I mean, like you're doing with your own music, genres yeah. have just become uh, like you know what I mean. Catch words at the moment. There's nothing anymore. So there's just such yeah. an amalgamation of everything. So now you can be singing exactly. to it like a pop grunge song in your car. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like you have also been having an incredible year leading up to this year, apart from the you've had some like really, really amazing live performances. You've been opening for people, singing on some mad stage and creating your own huge like hoedown festival. How <laughs> has your, yeah, how how have your live shows been going and how um, how do you feel like you're embracing them all these days?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have so much fun you know, performing live, um, it was something that I always used to be terrified of. And, and for the longest time, I always thought that I wasn't meant to be a performer because I never felt comfortable on stage. But I think, you know, the more that I've become comfortable with myself, I've been able to enjoy performing live so much more. And now I like, I look forward to it so much. And, you know, I've been um, fortunate enough to have performed on some really cool stages um this year and some really cool events and with some really cool people and like you said the hoedown that we put on was so much fun and you know brought together a bunch of amazing artists and you know we just had so much fun so yeah it's it's been really really good and I'm just so excited to you know do my own headline stuff very soon. Talk to me about that
0: what does the rest of this year look like for you?
1: I I haven't got concrete plans but I'm 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 definitely looking at doing my own headline tour after the EP, you know, just currently working out the details for that kind of stuff. But I mean, I'm sure you know things show up all the time, so I'm 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 hopeful that I'll be doing a lot of live performances this year.
0: Amazing! Well, we can't wait to see more of them because you know we're always Bunt row here. Team, I know it's amazing. i appreciate it so much seriously like australian <laughs> pop icon we're just we're so damn happy that you're happening and you're creating oh, everything and judging thank you music so much very harsh you guys have
1: supported me from the beginning i really appreciate
0: it oh man it's like it's a joy so listeners <laughs> Seriously, Carla's new EP Jupiter and Mars is out now. You've just heard bits of it. You can download it and stream it on all platforms. We highly recommend you press play immediately as it is an absolute treat. Um, before we go, a final reminder of issue 13 of Women in Pop magazine with Whitney Houston on the cover is out right now and features interviews with Toblow, for the Great, Fletcher and more. Buy your copy now at a news agency you new or at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you for listening today. Um, until next time from myself and the absolute treat that is Carla Weeby. Goodbye. See you later, guys.